Week, didn't we sure we? did. We ventured down to the station inn this past week to so see fun. Rob Ikes and Trey Hensley. And boy, they just do not disappoint. They I tell were you. so good. They're so, so good. If you don't know their names, you've probably just heard the opening music of our podcast, which came from Rob. And uh-huh. we're so grateful for him letting us use that. But yeah, they were so, so talented. I mean, yeah. So I, Rob Rob plays the dobro. And mostly. He pl- plays lots of things, that's but true. mostly. Yeah. Award-winning, Grammy-nominated. He's won, I think, more international bluegrass awards than any other I artist, think so. I think they yeah. said. Yeah. And here we are in these, like, you know, bajankety tables that are, like, uneven. Yes. You know, every time I touched the table, I was, like, it was knocking our drinks. <laughs> you know, in, like, old... You know, chairs and uh, probably, what, 75 people max yeah, yeah, were there. Yeah. I mean, it was full. Yeah. Because um, it's a small venue. And I love that it's even still there because the gulch in Nashville has gone up around it. Yeah. All these chic restaurants and bars and stuff. And this is still, since 1974, been this yes. small little... And you can totally tell venue. from the outside right. facade. You're like, that's clearly an old building. Yeah. What's that? You know, station in. Um, yeah, if you haven't gotten a chance and you're in the Nashville area, I highly recommend checking out a show there. They typically start kind of late. I mean, yeah, no, I, was, it's late I ramped up for our 9 o'clock in start In college, time. that didn't sound so late, no, did it? <laughs> no, but yeah, we, um, you know, and we caught three-fourths of the set, and yeah, so yeah. we could have stayed out, you know, even later. Even later. But it being a weeknight, we did need to get home. So, anyway, just great to time. mention, if you get a chance to great see... Great fiddle player joined them. Oh, yeah. She was amazing. She, was, she plays for Blake Shelton right now. Yeah, has played with many artists, but there was just so much talent on, the, on that stage. It was awesome. You know, a friend um, of ours, Bethany, that... When she first moved here, that was kind of one of the places people told her to go. And um, I don't even remember if she paid much of a cover charge to see whoever she was seeing that night. Because she was really just going to go to the station. To the venue. Yeah. And they were like, well, we want to invite our good friend up to the stage. It was Dolly Parton. No. Yeah. Sorry if I screamed at No, I mean... Oh, my goodness. So, she's, like, been in Nashville for this girl that was there, you know, like, a week or so. And she's like, is this normal? No, that is not normal. So, if you go to the station and you're very likely to see some great music and talented artists. But that That (laughs) takes the cake. Yeah. I've never run into Dolly anywhere yet. Well, I did get to see Dolly a few years back at the Ryman, and it—that's the right venue epic. for sure. It was so epic, and I was with Tammy, who's such a fan that she was weeping through some of the songs. I mean, it was awesome. Music's touching. It is, and Dolly can write a song like no other. No, she's dear to all the Southerners' hearts <laughs> for sure. Right. Well, we have. Um, 
I don't a know, funny a silly show today. Um, you know, back when we first started doing this podcast, we were asking some people that were new to the area, what are some observations about the South that you know like that you think are unusual? Yeah. And a friend that moved here from California last year, her response was the Jurassic Park size mutant bugs. That was her observation. <laughs> and so that's not the first time I've heard people comment on pests in the South. And every area has their pests. Of course. Nuisances. Um, but we thought we need to talk about some of the various critters and creepy crawlies and just general nuisances that we have in the South that we have to deal with. So that's what we're going to tackle today. That's what we're talking about. So if you are one that's afraid of spiders and just squirm at even me mentioning it, um, you may want to come back to us next week. But I think this will be really fun. I think it's going to be a hoot because we have, we, as we've told you before, we don't discuss everything we're going to, we know a topic, but we... This is real conversation. Absolutely. That happens real we time. Just hit, we test the microphone to make sure it's working, and then we just start here. And we go. We hit record. So, but, and I also want to preface by saying, we're not saying that these, or I'm not saying these critters are exclusive to the South. No. These are just some that are prevalent in the South. They may have them elsewhere or all over the world. Or they're just bigger. Or they're bigger hair. Like, I did read a quote that snakes, spiders, gators, roaches, and seemingly all other pests are bigger and more scary in the South than they are in the North. Really? Yeah. I wonder, you know, I think so often, though, heat goes with that. Like, things grow. You know what I mean? Like, things grow in heat. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well. Anyway. Yeah, so this may feel like a bit of our, a departure from our holding on to the good of the South, but we just felt like it needed to be discussed. We got a ton of new people moving to the South, and we are, are here so- to equip you and prepare you for all that you might encounter, <laughs> the good and the bad. So where do we start? Um, well, I mean, I, I'll start with an easy one, just because I'm literally sitting here scratching a mosquito bite. Mosquitoes. I'm, I'm, oh, I didn't even realize that's what I've been doing as we've been talking the whole time. They're always near my ankles, and I always have at least two per leg in the <laughs> summer. Because if they're out, they're on us. Well, I want to start, if we're going to talk mosquitoes, I found this funny essay about mosquitoes. Okay. And I just want to read just the opening okay. line. This is written by Daniel <laughs> Wallace, and I think it's so funny. The mosquito is the devil's house pet. When Satan lost his footing and fell from heaven, God let him retain a few powers to better test our faith, and the mosquito was one of them. You won't find that in the scriptures specifically, but it's implied. I so agree. this goes on to be a really funny essay. But isn't I agree. That seem like it's straight from the pit of hell. They are. They and and it's so frustrating too because Nine times out of ten, if I think I'm good, like, oh, I haven't seen any out, it, I, and it never fails. I come in with bites. So I have to put bug spray on. So that's the best prevention, right? Is yes. spraying before you go out. Yeah. Because yeah. they're just so tiny. Yes. It's not like you're necessarily going to see them. In fact, the smaller ones, to me, bite more. Bite the worst. The really big ones, I don't feel why like really bothered. that? I don't know. I have no idea on the why, but... That's strange. It is But I think I would fully agree. And, I mean, not to mention the fact that they're disease-carrying. 
Absolutely. You know, we're not talking about just the fact that it's an annoying bite that you're scratching all week. Yeah, this can be, I mean, it's one of the deadliest ways that diseases spread. Yeah. Is through the mosquito. In fact, I also wanted to mention mosquitoes are different in different parts of, not that the mosquito itself is different, but it's my understanding that you kind of um, get used to the ones in your area. Okay. So I have to share the story of when I went to China last year. Oh my gosh, yes. And I got some mosquito bites there. Yes. Well, I know now from reading about this, it's not unusual to have an allergic reaction to yeah. a mosquito bite when you're in a different part of the world. That makes sense. Because what they carry is different. Yeah. So I had this terrible reaction to these mosquito bites. So, you know, re- in addition to the bites, I'm, I'm it was having like a reaction, reaction yeah. to it and yeah. need an antihistamine. <laughs> but I'm alone. In China. In China. And I had to go to two or three different pharmacies and play charades. Right. Because I have, don't speak so any Mandarin and they, in those places, weren't speaking So you're like, English. yes, I'm literally like doing, doing the charades. noise and then like motioning that it like got you on And your so skin. they give me this, um, <laughs> yes, it was ter- It was so embarrassing. I mean, talk about humbling. Yeah. You know, and I was really getting a good taste of what it must be like. For people who are a stranger in a strange land. Absolutely. Because you know, that's what I was. But anyhow, the first pharmacy I went in, you know, they give me this cream in a tube. I don't, I can't read the letters right. on it or anything. So oh I'm just gosh. like, okay, I guess I'll just put some on yeah. there. Well, basically, I think that was kind of like a Neosporin kind of a cream. Okay. So that was fine for the actual bite, but it wasn't helping with the reaction. Yeah. So what I finally ended up having to do was get a translator to go with me to the pharmacy to talk to him, and I was able to get an antihistamine. Okay. But um, Well, and you also made up your own little salt scrub while you were there, which salt scrub helps... Tons. Not Can't be sugar. A sugar. Cannot be sugar. It has to be salt. There's something about that salt that really helps dry it up. Yes. So that, but again, that was helping with the bites, not right. the, reaction not the reaction I was having. Yeah. But yeah, mosquitoes carry malaria, yellow fever, West Nile, dengue fever, and even the Zika right. most recently yeah. virus. So big Which is disease. Along our southern coast. Yeah. Primarily, and then down into the Caribbean, there's been a lot of Zika uh, carrying mosquitoes, which, if because for pregnancy, is even detrimental for that. Like you can't yeah. be messing around with this. Yeah, so it's not just an annoyance or a nuisance. Yeah, it's we're not saying that this is all laughable. Like, like some of it's serious. But I mean, mosquitoes can kill an outdoor cookout like no other. That's so true. Everybody starts moving in. If, you know, if if there's not bug spray available or... If the event's exclusively outside, they may just be leaving. They're leaving. Yeah. I'm leaving. If I'm not prepared, (laughs) I'm not just going to stand there and get taken like that. So, mosquitoes have to be on the list. Yeah, get towards the top. Yeah, I I pretty much always, when I have something and we're outside, I just put the spray out there because people are going to need it. Yeah. And then I would say just another real easy one is um, flies. The flies have been horrible this summer. I'm killing on average two to three a day. And I've noticed, I've told you this before, anytime I grill or smoke on the deck, it's Uh like the fragrance just brings them in. Yep. Yep. 
So then there again, here you're having, trying to have a cookout, yeah. and the good smells are bringing all the flies, and then you... And here's your guests co-mingling with your flies. And that's why, you know, you're shooing them off the food. Yeah. In fact, I think I don't have any, but have you ever seen those little screens yes. that fit over, like... They're brilliant. Food. I've seen them in Haiti a lot. Yeah. yeah. They are brilliant, yeah. really, because, you know, it keeps... For a potluck, the food's going to be sitting out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, What about the tick? Oh, my gosh. We have ticks. We have big ticks. Those are scary, too, because you you can't just, like, flick them off of you. you got to, like, dispose of the tick properly. That's right. It usually requires tweezers, which is so nasty that they go down If it's on your skin, for sure. Like, if it... Yeah, if it's on your clothes. But you still can't just, like, squeeze it. And you don't want to just flick it either because now it's just going to get on somebody else mm-hmm. or on you in or your pet tomorrow yeah. or on your pet. Yeah. yeah. So when yeah. there, there was a country song written That's about. That's so funny. I have that written down. Checking, checking you for ticks. Brad Paisley. <laughs> I'd like to check you for ticks. Yeah, because that's a real thing. Like when you come in from being outside in the South, you need to kind of check your check your crevices. (laughs) And in the you know, I was mentioning things like grow in warm areas. They usually are found in Mm -hmm. warm spots. I think everybody can figure out quickly the crevices. Yeah, yeah. So for sure, you have to mention ticks. Yeah, and I mean, yeah, it usually requires getting tweezers. I believe there's a rumor that you take it counterclockwise to get it off. That's a rumor. You just get the tweezers, pull it off. Yeah. Our mom used to tell me to light it on fire. I don't know if that's... She flushed one last week. I mean, this is a real current day problem. It is. (laughs) Um, Yeah, or if you're real concerned... Save it in a jar so that it could actually be tested to see if it has... If you've gotten bitten. Well, if you get bit and you get that, what do they say, bullseye yeah. kind of marking, save it. You need to go to the doctor right. yeah. for sure. Yeah. Because that Lyme disease is a real thing. Yeah. And... Um, Put it in an airtight jar. Yeah. Take it with you if you can. Because they can test it yeah. to see if it carries Lyme disease. That's weird. So, yeah. Um... Spiders, shoe, spiders, spiders. big ones, small ones. Now, a lot of the big ones are actually good. I know. And I have to say that because they really are. Like, you want them to eat the nasty bugs. Yeah. And so, you don't, I don't know. If it's outside, I just let it be. Oh, no. I'm talking inside. But inside. is when I get all jittery around it. And I kill them all the time. And, I mean, we have the brown recluse here yeah. in a big way, and that is very bad if you get bites. Yeah. We've had to put down those, like, sticky traps okay. in our house to see if it, you know, to mm-hmm. kind of preserve the spider to see what it is, basically. Well, we had a friend who bought a house, renovated a house, and got a brown recluse infestation. <gasps> And it's a big deal. I mean, it has to be bombed and stuff. Like, it's not like, you know, usually it requires moving out to really, if it's invested. So, all of this requires money and attention. (laughs) I know. Therefore, it is a real problem, a real nuisance. What else is on your list? Oh, girl. Well, we got one that um, I have always heard the the name Noceum. 
Oh, dang. We got it Because you don't see them. Right. But in doing a little research for the podcast, I found that there's other names. Oh, okay. So some people call them midges or biting midges, M-I-D-G-E-S. Never heard that. Okay. And some are called sandflies. Okay. And I think it's all from the same family. There might be a few varieties of this, but... That makes sense. So I've actually then had two encounters with no seums. Okay. The first one was in Gulf Shores, Alabama. Remember? Okay. We were getting eaten alive. Yes. And we were like, what's happening? I don't even see. Yeah. And bugs. it's little red bites. Yes. Yeah. And then the other was in sand. Okay. But I was way south. I was in the Caribbean. But I was standing watching an outdoor concert, so we were standing around in the sand okay. longer than I would normally be standing in sand. And that night, I was eaten alive. Oh, wow. I could yeah. not even sleep. I was just up itching. <laughs> leg, like, everything from the knee down. Like, oh you would have gosh. thought I was standing in knee-high sand, but... Yeah, that's where they were lingering. So sand flies, that makes sense. Or midges or no sams. Like, okay. I believe that's all one family. But, yeah. So I guess you do the same thing with the spray. It might keep them, help keep them away. I don't know. They're so tiny. I don't know They're if that so would tiny. even work. Yeah. But that's a real thing that is a major nuisance. My little trick for these bite, you know, these mosquito or no seam type bites is I have to take my nail my fingernail and just do like an X mark (laughs) on it. For some reason that relieves it at least for a little bit. It makes it hurt so bad that at least it's not itching. It does. It's kind of like branding in pain (laughs) and then the the itching subsides for a little bit. Well, my favorite salt scrub they don't make anymore, which isn't that frustrating when you find an amazing product and you use it for a few years and then they just stop. You've probably told everybody about it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So that happened to me. So if you know of a great salt scrub, I've tried sugar scrubs. Not going to work, but I know I need, of I need a new one, one good one. Do you have a good one? Yeah. I don't know the brand, though. Okay. I got it on Amazon. Um, do you remember also, speaking of Gulf Shores, when we were camping? <gasps> In a tent. Tent camping. And I thought for sure there was a bear because I could hear such noise. Is this the story you're talking yes. about? Yes. And you were up late night. I was reading the firm with a flashlight because that was it had just come out and I don't know if I've ever been as into a book as that book. <laughs> but anyway, I thought there was a bear outside the tent because it was so loud. And then so you you had us all get like me you and mom, we like rushed to the car. Okay. Right? I think I, think I remember this, and then we turned on the headlights, because mm-hmm. now at least we're in the car, and now we're safe. safe, and it was... It was an armadillo. An armadillo. Right? And there it went. Yeah. But Ugly that, looking thing. I, I don't know if I see... Well, I guess the possum and the armadillo. I feel like I tie for seeing those in roadkill. Yeah. They both... I they, think I mean, it has to do... Well, I heard something about the armadillo like, sometimes will, in fear, jump. Oh. And then it ends up getting more, even more likely hit because of the, anyway, I don't know if that's true, but I didn't used to see those in Tennessee very much. Like that one. Yeah. Have they migrated? They seem to be coming. So. Cause I see them all the time now on the roads here in middle Tennessee. Dead. Mostly, most of the time dead. Roadkill. It's so odd because it looks like a possum in an armor suit. It sure doesn't does. It? I think they must be cousins. It sure but does. Northerners, they may be coming your way because 
they didn't used to be here. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. So they're, I mean, they're not so much a nuisance other than just, they're just around and they get hit and then, yeah. or they're scary if you're camping and they come up And you know, you. I have to, I have to tell you, I've always been kind of grossed out by the possum because, yes. you know, I've had occasionally cats I've fed that were outside and then the possums are eating the food yeah. and, you know, they hiss at you and stuff. But I want to actually make a statement about <laughs> the possums. Apparently they eat hundreds and thousands of ticks. Oh, really? And so for really the amount that they okay. bother me, I mean, it's supposedly pretty amazing how many ticks they eat. Okay. So I'm kind of willing to coexist that with them. That just gave them, them because, yeah. Yeah. They don't really come around much unless there's food. Right. Know. That's yeah. the only time I've seen one on the deck. You've had one hiss at you? Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah. They can be, you know. It's just because if you're coming at them while they're eating or something. Yeah. Which it was eating cat yeah. food I had out. When I came home the other night from, was it Station Inn night? Yeah, it was, because I'm not usually out that late. Yeah. I started to come in the back door instead yeah. of the front. There was a skunk in the backyard. That was going to be my next one. <laughs> so, so I came in the front, because I just thought, I don't want to interact with that. Our area is so invaded with skunks that I remember any time driving growing up from Nashville into where we live in the Brentwood and Franklin area. Oh, you would know you were in Williamson County. Yeah, you would cross the county line and you could already smell skunks. Like on the interstate or any road. Like it's just like, yep, we're now in our county because I can smell skunks. I don't know what it is. Now, I know what they like here is they love to eat the bird seed that's fallen out from under the feeder. Really? Okay. And especially if there's sunflower seeds and stuff, they like that. Okay. So, so the times I've seen them is because they're under my bird feeders. Okay. I saw Miss Campbell had caught one in a trap. Yeah. Under her bird. And it was, I noticed it was under her bird feeders. Oh, okay. So I think that they like to Well, that and there might be. And for having their babies, they like getting under houses too. Yeah, or we had a uh, skunk have a whole ba- slew of babies in our wood pile in Brentwood, oh, yeah. in Brentwood South. That yeah. Because I asked mom and dad if I could get one de-skunked. Yeah. Like get the sack taken out yeah. at the vet and keep one as a pet. Yeah. Our, our dad was like, I'm not paying to take a sack out of a skunk for you to have for a pet. <laughs> <laughs> There's no way that's happening. So... <laughs> Which, if anybody knows my dad, they know he would never pay to do something like that. No way. But, um, yeah. I mean, like, I had a neighbor just recently, sometime last year, she had a skunk that kept coming and going under her house, and she was a renter, and she couldn't figure out if it was just one skunk or if there were others. Mm -hmm. So, her landlord had her, like, setting up cameras. No way. Yeah, because they were... Before they really tackled the problem, they had to figure out, like, how big is the problem? Okay. It was quite the well undertaking. What's interesting about when they're under a house is if a cat comes around or a, any yeah. other thing and it sprays, yes. your whole house is smells exactly. like skunk for a long time. Through the vents and everything. Through the it vents. Comes. It can get in the fabric of the sofa. Yeah. You know, the smells. Yeah. It's we've, bad. I mean, we've had animals that have gotten sprayed. Yeah. Dog. 
Dixie the cat. So I think actually skunks are kind of cute just in their look. They are. But they can be rabid. That's true, too. Skunks, raccoons. I mean, I think, yeah, raccoons can be rabid, too. Yeah. And while we're on that, we do have a lot of raccoons. In fact, it's the Tennessee state animal. That's true. But with that opposable thumb that they have, they're really able to open things, pull things. They get in trash bags like a human would. Yeah. It's amazing how they can open things. So that can definitely nocturnal creatures. Yeah. For sure. Um, squirrels can be nuisances. Oh, don't even get me started. Because <laughs> people think they're so cute. That's not what I see. I see like a rodent with a fluffy tail. Ladies had like an all-out war with squirrels in On her my backyard. Earth feeders. Yeah, yeah. They've ruined another one. It's broken now. I mean. That's probably at least four that I've had wow. to throw, out, throw in the trash because they, yeah, that's. Because they're heavy and those bird feeders aren't meant well, for they, weight. Or they just chew through. Yeah. Like they've got enough strong, strong enough of teeth to chew through things. It's so frustrating. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I had squirrels. Now I'm not the Ladies type that's going to shoot them. Like some people, you know, oh, shoot them. No, out. I, I don't. don't do anything like that. I just get frustrated and anyway. What if, okay. Go ahead. Uh, stink bugs. Oh my gosh, that was my next one. Is that one your too. next one? I literally was going to say stink bugs. I hate the stink bug. I didn't even realize that the stink was coming from the bug oh, for don't a long time. Squish it. Just throw well, it. I out. used to. Yeah. And I'd be like, this is so strange. Yeah. So, of course, you know, boys love to throw them on you and mm-hmm. things in the South. Yeah. Like boys being boys. Stink bugs. Yeah. But it looks like it has a little shield on its back. It like does. The shape is funny. It does look like a shield. But um, I know now, just loosely pick it up and throw it outside if yeah. it's inside the house because you don't want to. Yeah, it's not going to bite you. No. But it's going to smell like squish you it. squish it. It's going to smell real bad. <laughs> Such a little bug with that potent of a little gas line coming out. I was like, what the who heck? Would have, who would have guessed? Um, okay, cockroaches. Uh, Here's what's so interesting, though. Like, there's cockroaches that fly. Oh, yeah. That doesn't happen in other places. That's like a southern cockroach. Okay, well, I do know that there's a couple of different kinds. There's a German cockroach, okay. which apparently is smaller Okay. And likes filth. Oh, okay. Like trash and yes. stuff. We're both like snarled if up. If you can see our face right now, about this. I can hardly even say. Yeah. yeah. The American cockroach, however, is larger but is more of like a water bug, is my understanding. Okay. So that's what you see more uh, often. Okay. In a clean house. It's okay. not a matter of fill. Oh, it's, it's like, water. It can be a clean house, but it's a water issue. So you might have like a, um, an area yeah. where either there's some mildew or you could have an area of water, that, like a shower that's not used much. So even the good old roach motel may be, um, like that term, roach motel, may be water I don't know, maybe, or it may get germane. They're all just mixed up. But it doesn't matter what the breed, they're nasty. They're gross. And everything around that whole And the flying thing, just, I mean, that's. I'm not one that screams very much about bugs. That makes That brings terror. It's terror. (laughs) That's that's more than nuisance. That is terror. (laughs) 
Um, yeah. A funnier one. Are you done with that one? Yes. The June bug. <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't think that they bite or they anything. They don't bite, no. They've got that hard shell. Yeah. So, like, if they, if they fly into something, it's like a sound. Yeah. But I just remember Mom talking about how they would tie a string. Yeah. They, like, messed with them. And, like... On, it's almost like, and like had fun, like watching it fly uh-huh. with the string hanging on its legs. Yeah, that's, that's that sounds good. I, I didn't really play with them enough to. Yeah, I used to have roly poly races, and but those just kind of curl <laughs> up, so that wasn't any. But I've never tied a string on any <laughs> bug's legs. Roly poly races. <laughs> um, okay, speaking of terror. Oh, snakes. Oh, yeah. So, and we've got some doozies in the south. This is real. Yeah. Snake bites hit a record high in southern states this year. Is that right? I put a actually I put an article up on our Facebook page not too long ago. 39% of reported bites, snake bites come from North Carolina, Georgia, Texas, and Florida. Wow. Okay. So, yeah, watch out. Well, um, we have rattlesnakes here. Yeah. We have copperheads. Yeah. Can be a deadly bite. Water moccasins. Lots of different kinds yeah, of this snakes. Yeah, this article said copperheads represent the vast majority of bites in those states I just mentioned. Okay. That's so scary. It is scary. And, of course, there's, like, garden snakes that, you know... Actually, there again, they're good. You kind of want those because they kill the rat, the uh, mice, and stuff. Yeah, but yeah, I had one. So I've been, we've been in this house nineteen years, okay, and yeah. I think I've only seen three snakes total in this yard. Okay, but one time I had several bags of mulch piled up, and they sat outside for you know a week or two. Yeah. And so I'm finally going to spread my mulch, and I pick up a bag and spread it, and pick up another bag and spread it, and then go to get another bag, and I pick it up, and in between the bags is a coiled snake. I couldn't even I couldn't even scream like yeah, it was just. But you know they like the warmth of like crawling in there and how oh, warm it was in between the bags. So it was coiled, and then was its head up? Well, it's because I had lifted the thing oh, up. It so was now completely it's up. flat and coiled. Yeah, okay. and I didn't kill it. I knew it was not a, it didn't have like a triangle head or anything. Yeah. It was just some kind of a garden snake. But it, nonetheless, when something's looking at you with that tongue out, it's just so creeper. And we have those rat snakes, which are great. You don't want to kill those. They're usually pretty pretty long, <laughs> too. And Well, and um, there's... Um, And one of them I saw was one of those. It was in the front, and it was just a rat snake. Yeah. It was very long, though. Yeah. That, yeah. (laughs) See, this is... I wish y'all could see our body language right now. I'm, like, so tense. We're so clenched. My fists are made while I'm talking about this. Yeah. Um. I don't know what else to say about snakes, except good luck to you if you encounter one. Well... Yeah. I mean, the rattle, you're going to know that it's a rattlesnake because that sounds pretty clear. But it wouldn't be a bad idea if you're new to the area to look up what a couple of the venomous ones look like just so you would know. Yeah. 
some people say they don't give time to know. They just cut its head off or whatever. But I'm, I don't know. That's yeah. A lot of a lot of energy goes into doing that. That's true. Whew. I'd have to really build myself up to cut a snake's head off. I know. Well, something that we don't have to see quite so often is the cicada. Oh, yeah. Did you think of the cicada? Well, actually, just as we were talking, I didn't write it down, but... I guess that... I don't know where all they have that. Yeah. But those are... Some are every 13 years, some are every 17 years. Yes. But they make that sound. It's a weird screeching kind of a mating call. But in unison, for sure. Yeah. Like, it's very symphonic sounding. Yeah. It's wild. And then the other thing that's so wild about it is that they leave their shell... In their shell, like in their full shape, just stays. That's right. And so that's so funny looking. Yeah. Because you just see this outer shell. Yeah. It's a full form, but empty. It's just odd. Yeah. And I'm sure there's something in the ecosystem that will eat that. I don't know. Right. But I'm sure something does. (laughs) Snake comes along. Shoe. In fact, I think I told you this, but... One time I was in the car with our dad and I was, we were riding down the interstate and there was this whole big bunch of buzzards that were eating Ugh. something dead on the road. And I was like, oh, that's so nasty. And, and dad said, that's just God's cleanup crew. It kind of is though, right? And I thought, isn't that interesting that like there is something that always eats something mm-hmm. else? That's true. <laughs> it's so odd. Yeah. Yeah. Anyhow. What you got next on um, your list? Well, I mean, mice. Yeah. That is so difficult because, you know, I've set many a mouse trap. Oh, yeah. And I have to, like, gear up if when the you mouse hear it go off. Yes. I know. I don't want to see it, but typically, I've, you know, I've had to because yeah. it's really and no you way hope around it's dead. It. That's the thing is you oh hope my it's gosh. dead because yes. it's even worse if it's not. Yes. Ooh. Yuck. Yeah. So you haven't lived until you've set a mouse trap, I guess. Now I will say um, I've only mostly I've, I've never had a rat. Rat. No. I've only had mice. No. A couple. You know, a few mice. Yeah. Um, I came across in reading for this podcast another critter I had never heard of called a nutria n-u-t-r-i-a okay nutria it's a semi-aquatic rodent and they have them in places like louisiana oh okay and so it was interesting looking because the face looked almost like the beaver with the with the long front teeth and it can stay underwater for a long time but it's pretty destructive and there was one point in time, oh gosh, I didn't write the statistic down, but they said there was like six thousand per square six thousand per square foot in a certain area oh of South Louisiana. Gosh. And I thought that That's infestation. Is too. Infestation. That's terrible. Whew. And we do have beavers and I think they're so 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 cute, but if people have had dams built that messed up their water system, they don't think they're very cute because they're they're builders. Yeah. Yeah, that's a an interesting thing they do. Well, oh, you know what I didn't mention that I had jotted down when you were talking snakes. Yeah, is in the Everglades. Yeah, of Florida, they have a Burmese python problem, and oh it my. will eat mammals. Oh my god, big mammal! They can eat some pretty large mammals. 
So that's not anything we have in well, most of the South. Right. Or, or alligators. Now gators. Yeah, yeah. alligators. Um, not necessarily in our neck of the woods, but that's yeah, real. That's real. Right in a zigzag, right? That's what I've heard. That's how you're supposed to get away if you're running from an alligator. So crazy, yeah. I saw one at the zoo this weekend, or this, on Friday, and that's close enough for me. Did you make eye contact with it? No, and it wasn't even all that big. I mean, it doesn't have to be all that big. Oh, and speaking of that, I saw one time a video of a woman in Florida who came into her house. Actually, I said a video. It was just a picture. It wasn't a video. Um, an alligator had come through her dog door. Dog door. door. I and saw it was it. in the kitchen. Nope. No, thank you. <laughs> yeah. And two houses up from me, there was a lady that had a dog door. And yeah. she had a raccoon in her bathtub when she went to get in her tub one day. Oh, my god! Because it was wanting the water, you know. And I guess had come in the dog door and... Made its way to a nice, cool Stop. place in her bathtub. So, people, these are not normal these? things <laughs> that happen. But if you have a but dog they door, happen. we've gotten we've had several stories already of yeah. just touches. If you have with a, this. a dog door, anything can come in, not just your yeah. dog that's coming and going. So, just be mindful of that. <laughs> oh my gosh, um, I don't really know that I need to mention a lot of these other ones, but. Well, I just have there's, there's more. one more that I want to mention that I yeah. think is a big deal, even though it's a tiny bug. Okay. Do you want me to yeah. do that one? Have you ever heard of a bull weevil? A bull weevil? Yes. No. So my first knowledge of that bug was uh, in college. You know, college is an interesting time because um, you're sometimes eating meals on a meal plan, occasionally cooking, though you don't really know how to cook a lot. Yeah. I mean, some people do, but right. a lot of people no, for don't the most know part, a you're lot on, about you're cooking. for the first time. Well, I had a friend who had um, got bull weevils in her flower. So she probably had this flower and didn't use it very much, and it had been sitting. Okay. And when she goes to use it, it's kind of moving. Oh, my gosh. Okay. So she didn't know what it was and found out it was bull weevils. Okay. Well, literally, like, my back is, like, kind of (laughs) itching just listening to this. Um, I later heard about a horrific cotton infestation that happened in the South in the early 1900s, and it was bull weevils. Oh. And so if anybody's in farming, probably any kind of farming, but certainly cotton farming, you would be absolutely familiar with the bull weevil. Okay. It's horrific for them. Um, So just to give a couple of statistics here, this is a quote from Dominique Racig. who's a professor of entomology at North Carolina State University. He said, I cannot think of another insect that's displaced so many people, changed the economy of rural America, and was so environmentally injurious that everybody clearly rallied around and said, we have to get rid of it. Wow. So there is like major thing policies and things that have been done to try to eradicate this bug okay um another thing i wanted to read here the weevil has cost the american cotton industry more than 23 billion dollars in losses 
and prompted the largest eradication effort in the nation's history. Oh, my gosh. So. That's crazy. $23 billion? In, in uh, the whole cotton right. industry. Yeah. Over, over time. That's a huge deal. It's huge. So, in the South, in the early 1900s, there was a lot of people that lost everything with right. this plague that went through the cotton and it was from this bull weevil. Oh, my gosh. So, yeah, because that would have been a lot of people's sole income. Absolutely. So if that's not... You all know. that's all they were growing. Yeah. And so when it got wiped out, everything was wiped out. Wow. So, yeah, that's a pretty pretty big deal in the South. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I wanted to mention one city in particular that I just think this is so interesting. There's a city in Alabama called Enterprise, Alabama. Okay. They have a monument to the boll weevil. Wow. And the reason they have a monument to the boll weevil is, and and by the way, that's the only monument that's ever been raised up in America for an insect, is my understanding. It is their way of um, kind of giving a, a nod to this bug that infested their crop, but also in saying if that hadn't happened, we wouldn't have diversified in growing other things. And they came to grow a whole bunch of peanuts and things like that. I just looked it up. So this is, there's, there's a little sign next to that woman, that statue. It's a woman holding up the the bull weevil. weevil. Oh my God. And then there's a sign to the bull weevil. Anyhow, um, that was kind of their nod of this, this bug tried to take us out and we then diversified into other things, including, you know, like I mentioned, peanuts and some different things. Um, so now that's preserving the good <laughs> and finding the good in finding what was meant good. for evil. That's right. Oh, my goodness. That's yeah, right. the sign says, in profound appreciation of the bull weevil and what it has done as the herald of prosperity, this monument was erected by the citizens of Enterprise. Isn't that a hoot? I think in 1919 is when that uh-huh. uh, went yeah. up. So anyhow, I thought that wow. was just a funny thing to take that horrific yeah. bug that's so destructive and kind of uh, yeah. shape them into doing other things and we're not going to rely just on this. And I love it. That's such with life, right? Yes. We can get mad and bitter about what's happened and, and just sit in that or we can... Try to move on. That's right. And push through the hard stuff and find the good. Yeah. And the other beautiful thing that the South came forward with from having all these nuisances is the beautiful screened porch. That's right. So That's right. Keep us away from some. Yeah. Yeah. Still get our air ventilation. In fact, many of them have the fans, too, which help keep the bugs away. Yeah. Yeah. Well... Woo, I'm glad to have that one past us. Y'all may think we're crazy for talking about these ugly critters. The creepy crawlies. And the, and the creep, craw, creepy crawlers, but people we, you got to talk know. about it. People need to know. Well, that's going to do it for this episode of the Steel Magnolias podcast. And um, hope you guys have enjoyed listening along. And hopefully um, laughing along with us, because I'm sure you have your stories. That's of, right. Of bug infestations, too. Woo. Yeah. All right, y'all have a good week, and we will see you back here next time.